The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Kia ora tato, this is Toby Manhai with another episode of your friendly local politics podcast, Gone by Lunchtime. What you're about to hear is part of the Gone by Lunchtime Megapod, a 12-hour epic event recorded on September 20 at Spinoff HQ. Enjoy. Tēnā koutou katoa, this is the Spinoffs, Gone by Lunchtime Election 2023. Megapod. It's hopefully the only like second to last time I have to say that. The words just sort of flow out, really, don't they? You're doing all right. And you get to this point. No, yes. no, no, I'd say no. <laughs> it seems amazing. Uh, uh, Annabelle has just texted saying, "Can someone let her in, bro? Can you ask me someone to let me in?" I think she's got the time wrong on when it is, and she thinks it's seven o'clock. Right I mean, now. I think it's time we'll to just see. bang everyone in and let just it, get let in it the flow. Studio. Do you remember those old podcasts we used to do for the Superpod at the end of the year when we just have. 26 people in the studio and people lying on Don't the floor. Don't we still do that? Yeah, th- we, it's different We do, now. but you can actually hear people now because oh, yeah. Jane's added a, you know, a look of professionalism <laughs> to the whole operation. This, is, this hour is sort of uh, by design um, gone by lunchtime meets the real pod, but kind of sort of that. Like, but Mad Chapman is here who is neither part of gone by lunchtime <laughs> nor the real pod, but in a way, you know, in a way she's there in both of them, isn't she? She kind of, her energy courses through everything we do. Does that sound plausible? Uh, she bridges the gap, right? I feel like my voice uh, appeared in the background of both of those podcasts as far back as 2016. Right. So, mm-hmm. wow. you know, yeah. it's, it's been around. That's right. So there we go. Um, shall I do my little turnout thing and me jingle me for people who haven't done it? Quickly, Jane, turnout guess. Oh, God. Uh, 79.1. Cool. Dunk. I've already done it. Oh. It's like 73.8. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm and gonna you've gonna done it too, man, too. right? Yeah, but I, I heard Oscar, <laughs> I heard Oscar, Oscar, the Labour candidate, um, guess the exact same number as me. So I oh, well, you share the job of I guess. Can I? You want to go? Can I just change it by like one decimal? Okay. Plus? 77.1. Okay. Are you going up? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Jane, what's your, how's your mojo? We haven't got you on the mojo media yet. Uh, my mojo, at the start of the day, was probably a seven. Yep. It's now no no mojo. No mojo. No, no joe. You've got no mojo. No mojo. I'm tired. What about this fucking day. podcast we put on all day? Okay. And right. you're telling me that there's absolutely <laughs> no I like the sort of aggressive, mojo. belligerent streak that's <laughs> yes, coming out of the We'll make it a ten. <laughs> 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 I'll show you some fucking mojo, Jane. 
Look, I just want to say that the mojo meter was my idea and it is the thing that I'm most proud of out of this day, Look quite aside that. from your uh, your dedication to your, yeah, to your to, role here. It's good for, good for me to sort of play I, first assistant to the, uh, the, the mojo. <laughs> mojo. We could do mojo pods. We don't monopods, maybe we do just mojo pods. I feel sorry for the, the bottom end and I don't believe the top end. Well, I, you've got to say, like, given the, the kind of – the, the great mojo hunt that we've been going on the, the last few months, if, mm. you, if you're looking for a sign of life for labour, a sign of hope, mm. the the absolute concentration of high mojo mm. we're seeing up there mm. is probably the best thing that yes. they've had in a long time. It's skewed by the politicians all saying, yeah, so much mojo, love it, every <laughs> yeah. minute of it, rather than <laughs> I go to bed every night weeping into my pillow. You know, that's not going to – that's not a vote winner. It's is, not a high turnout. Is that something that would actually – that people would care about. Like if you, if Chris Hipkins, you said, how's your mojo doing? He went, mm. honestly, I'm a bit tired. Three. Like oh, that's, so, they can't, like they I'm literally so over it. can't say, <laughs> well, they literally can't say anything but like no. feeling really great. Yeah. Love every second yeah. of it. Sam, you oh, put me at a one. I feel sorry that, I feel sorry for the one column that's got, got no, no one in it. So I'll, I'll, okay. uh, I'll take the one. My okay, mojo's well. at one. So the real pod is uh, evolved of late. Um, you know, they sometimes say that, uh, what do they say? They say that people living in the past is sort of a criticism, but for you guys it's now a business model, isn't it? Yeah, it's what we call the, <laughs> the, we, we, we think of the before times very fondly. Yes. And the before times uh, for us nostalgia-wise is anything pretty much pre-2020. Well, yeah, <laughs> or, or sort of... Before the spinoff has been most of it, but not all of it. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, yeah. So the real pod now is um, for free for everyone. Is a remember when, which is a, a, a nostalgia mm. version of mm. the podcast. Mm. And then we have a nice little paid subscriber uh, part of the pod, which goes up on Substack, which is where we do our traditional uh, television recaps. A lot of chaos, you know. We we are um, we are the purveyors of the the chaos pod, mm-hmm. and we will probably bring some of that energy into this room tonight. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are yeah, those are those are our two. Fast, those are our two Chris's, mm. if you like. Two <laughs> sides of the Chris, yeah. <laughs> they and Duncan, you're going to lead us into a remember when special. Yeah, we're going to do it live. As, as Bill O'Reilly once said, um, we're, we're just we're gonna we're gonna make make the uh, we're gonna make a remember win right in front of your, your Great. eyes. Well, how do you normally do it? Well, normally we record it and we lovingly craft it. Don't oh, right. we? Yeah, and we also don't do it with you in the room. Right, um, is another difference. Mm. We don't. I'm in the room. I'm it, not on mic, but I'm in the room. You're on mic. What do you mean? <laughs> No, what do you mean? No. She's spiritually, she's spiritually <laughs> about it. I feel like hour seven Toby would have been right there with me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, I, but of course, it's a, it's a politics crossover. It's a Gone by Lunchtime themed sort of uh, right. crossover event. Yeah. yeah. So I can talk, you're saying. I absolutely. Yeah. Please do. Sam, can you do one of those meow, meow, meows? <laughs> Hang on. Seamless. Oh, it didn't work. Fuck. <laughs> Oh my god, Make my mojo is back. I'm up to two now, I think. I actually had a couple more of my nootropic pills before I came on, and they're really starting to kick in after that flute. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, Duncan, the floor is yours. It's 2002, 
Eminem's Without Me is the number one single. Kiwi Bank was launched by jubilant Jim Anderton in January. The Wires had their most successful season ever, winning the minor premiership and mating... So normally we, we would clap and restart there, but we're doing it live. So yeah, Sam, can you take that bit out? <laughs> and making the grand final. And smouldering hunk Kevin Smith died tragically after falling from a film set in China. Oh. But arguably the biggest pop cultural story of the year involved United Future leader Peter Dunn. I'm talking about TVNZ's 2002 pre-election debate and asking that we remember when the worm... <laughs> <laughs> you know, Peter Dunn was actually, just as an aside, was on the TVNZ 6pm news tonight. Was he? Wearing an extraordinarily fetching grey skivvy. Yeah. Look, skivvy? Skivvy, like way up to here. Turtleneck. Like, his neck was just... Over the skivvy. Maybe he's got hickeys. He might have been like making out with someone. Some hickeys. And um, we've, we've got a hickey <laughs> sitting out there eating pizza. <laughs> <now. laughs> Damn, see, there we go. We're, we're off and running. <laughs> But the worm, the worm. Shall I explain it? Please. So the worm was actually first used in 1996 and, and was impactful then. It, I think it, it didn't like it when Jim Bolger talked about death happening in hospitals, but, it's, hmm. but it really rose to fame in the 2002 election and, and is considered to have, re, have profoundly impacted it. What is it? The worm is basically, they, they screened the debate just like the one that we saw last night and they had a room full of... A hundred or so civilians, undecided voters, uh, watching, and they all had this like little device in their hand, and they had a great close up of it, and it had it's got five settings, which mm. yeah, you know, the, the five emotions um, that, that you can have in life, and these are good, very, <laughs> very good, normal, dull, and very dull. <laughs> Fucking outstanding technology. Yeah. And um, and it was a crazy debate because you, you had like eight leaders uh, and and basically whenever they, they, the, one of the leaders was speaking, they, they, they had this worm on screen that was kind of synthesizing all of the hundred um, you know, responses and there was a sort of a baseline, which I assume was good. And if they were above it, they were getting some goods, maybe some very goods. Mm. And if they were below, they were getting some dulls or even very dulls. And uh, it was very controversial because people thought it, and because it did. Correctly. Correctly. They <laughs> thought that it skewed in a quite psychotic way. Um, the, but the viewing response, when you, when you watch it, you cannot look at anything but the worm. Like it's, it's an yeah. amazing thing. Yeah. And, and basically the upshot of it, the reason why it's so sort of famous slash infamous is that Peter Dunn, previously considered the most boring politician to have ever uh, graced the beehive suddenly became like wildly popular to the point where he I think he took eight MPs and with him there's just yeah, these people right. who had no idea that they were doing anything but you know like just doing a favour for a mate were suddenly in parliament as, as a result of effectively the worm. It had a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy didn't it in that it engendered media coverage and then that media coverage meant that there was more Airtime, and then the airtime in turn, you know, like it, 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 it wasn't simply that people said, "Oh, his worm's lovely. I like the look of Peter Dunn's worm. I'm going to vote for him." <laughs> it was more that that um, the worm turned into uh, more, more, more exposure. For- well, that's true. I think it's also like the when there's there's so much going on. Like one is 
Previously, like, like now, it's very normal to know exactly what people are thinking one way or another. You know, you have, like with a live stream, there's kind of like emoji reactions. You can see tweets. So the, the vibe is very present in our life. Before, mm. you basically had to watch the debate completely wondering what was going on. Then afterwards, a, a panel of like three white guys um, would, would decide it what, what was, It literally was three, three no, white No, 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 there was a host as well. Who was also a white guy. Also Peter Williams. Fourth, fourth white guy. <laughs> Pre- yeah. Pre-radicalisation Peter Williams. We, yeah. Well, we assume he, was, he wasn't giving anything away. Um, but, yeah, so, so that, that part of it was really sort of profound and, and interesting. But hmm. it just revealed so, so much about the, you know, what <laughs> normal, especially under the side of what voters like and what they like is being told they're going to get some stuff <laughs> what they don't like is being told they might have to pay for that stuff <laughs> and it's just like the whole the whole story of the debate is if someone mentions paying for stuff it's like very dull <laughs> and if someone mentions here is some stuff it's like whoa that that's, that's very good that's very good and uh, peter dunn just managed to sort of by being intensely uh Sort of centrist and, and, and common sense, he just, just cleaned house. At the risk of cutting off a, a white man, um, <laughs> I know how passionate you are about the worm. Have we explained what it sort of visually looks like on the screen? No, do you want to? Well, it looks like a just a, a little line that moves up and down mm. dynamically through a straight horizontal baseline, right? And I don't know if the one that I watched in prep for the one that I remember was quite janky. I think I might remember the 96 one. And Dan, you could not have been watching debates in 96. That would be... But, this is, but I think this is what speaks to the worm. No. Yeah, I think you're remembering 2011. No. no, no, no. No, no. We had a look beforehand, but the, the graphics on it were really bad. Oh, okay. Really, like, really okay. bad. Like uh, like paint, you know, like MS Paint bad. <laughs> like someone was freestyling <laughs> yeah. off a of vibe. But also the, del- the, 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 the metre of Dell... It's certainly not as sound as our um, our mojo meter. I would I would posit because dull and very dull. That's kind of like someone's performance, right? Versus what people were voting on, which is like, like your messaging we like or we don't like. Yeah, yeah, it's so extreme. It's I, I'm sure I would. Lo- I'd love. I, to- I just don't know. I feel like it wasn't thought through properly, or it wasn't explained properly in the room how to how to use it. I don't know. Yeah, was it like this person is likable or not likable? Or they're interesting or not interesting, which I guess interesting would be the maybe the opposite of dull. Good, but good, good, <laughs> good or dull. Exactly. I would I would also one hundred percent believe if someone just said, "Oh, it turns out that whole worm was actually just one guy going <laughs> <laughs> like this, fell asleep in a yeah. journal, oh, last night's debate." You just go. <laughs> Here's a. This goes to, to the point you've all made. This is Jane Clifton writing in two thousand and eleven about the, the great Jane Clifton, who's not writing about politics at the moment because she's in the High Commission, and, and not the High Commission, the Embassy in, in, in Dublin. But she, after going through uh, various criticisms, she ends on on the worm. At heart, it is an inane exercise. You cannot assume even that a reasonable, open-minded worm operator would move the worm up for any politician who expressed a desire to improve the lot of, say, underprivileged children. For though such an aim is universally laudable, the worm operator might overlay the statement with a negative judgment of the politician speaking. You cannot distinguish between approval slash disapproval of the utterance and the context in which it is being offered. And that's the, he says, if you could, the end result would be politicians sitting around saying fluffy bunnies and pavlova for pudding. And it is that, it is this incredibly reductive 
device. We're looking for devices, you know, that social media kind of antecedent in a way that is, is that it? Is that what we've come to, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, well, there's so many pro- pro- problems with it. I think, uh, you know, the, the and, and, and Jane, I think, identifies them very well there. Like the, the incentive structure around what it tells the, the, the politician to do and talk yeah. about is, is really powerful. Like when you watch it, the the and, and it's frustrating, right? Because the, for some reason, on 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 screen, there is only the uh, you know the equivalent of the the Jack Tame post debate show from last night, but not the actual debate itself. Yeah. So you only see these little fragments of it, um, and then you see you know the the, the trio of wise white men discussing it. Um, but but yeah, there, there's it. it it is just amazing. Like, like you, you can't look. You don't look at the politician. You, you just, and you sort of half hear the words, and you just look at the worm. It's, it's, right. it just, Once it's, it's got there, such it profound gravity. Yeah. yeah. It would be, it would be, sorry. No, you go. <laughs> I was just going to be amazing if the politicians, like, you can see like a teleprompter or something, could. Oh, so they're like, yeah. we would like to raise the tax on nobody. Yeah. I'm going to go up and I'll do and see if that helps. Yeah, it's or like them if panicking were, in real time. If you were down below the line for too long, a trap door opens <laughs> and suddenly there were seven. You know? <laughs> That actually would be a great jelly. I just, I just can't Let's copyright that. the spin-off. <laughs> um, the other thing that's really notable about it is that it's an eight-person debate. Like, it's 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 a crazy thing. And that, mm. that used to be the norm. Uh, I think it was 2008. 2008. Uh, John Key and Hel- uh, basically asked Helen Clark if she'd go head-to-head. And the sort of the story goes that she said yes, thinking that, that she would trounce him and, and mm. we know what happened there. But the idea that it was normal for us to have, like, just this absolute like giant debate where everyone gets roughly, you know, seemingly got got roughly equal airtime. It, it sort of seems mad, but it also, given how much gravity and and um, you know airtime that the leaders naturally get, there was something kind of quite sweetly democratic, especially in an MMP era, about have, giving everyone equal say. And you can sort of watching it, you go, oh, that, 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 that's especially again pre-social media mono peak monoculture. That that's very rare and mm. precious stuff they were getting. The Ag Party is still in their every election lobbying hard to be uh, to be part of the leader debates, and the Greens feel that too. They're not in their lobbying hard; they've accepted it. But there was an argument that what about one of the four debates having them? Of course, they wouldn't want to do that. You know, Chris and Chris are like, why? You know, they imagine that last night. Imagine if they had David Seymour and Mutimer Davidson beside them; they would have been. Because of their, not because of their personalities, but because of the platforms that they're representing, they would have been blown out of the water. I would have thought the worms would have been all over, <laughs> all over. Do they still was there? No, the worms would have been all over Seymour and Davidson. I I, I want to see the worm back, and I will tell you what, I'm I feel like I'm here a little bit representing the disengaged. I've just been very busy. Yeah. There's a lot of politics. An eight-leader debate would be great, a great little summary for me. I thank God for the Megapod because I can just catch up on everything, mm. you know, um, over 12 hours. But, you know, an, an eight-leader debate, everyone's at home with the, with the technology now. We don't need to go into a studio. We can just get on. Get over their own worms right. from yeah. home, from the comfort of your living room. I feel like Samuel's right now trying to code up 
a worms that he can kind of sort of administer himself whenever one of us is talking. I feel like you could in the very least get a Toby Manhire floating head and kind of uh, the, mo- the mojo worm, the, the mojo worm, and just kind of um, move it around the screen. I have a graph of um, when people are tuning in and tuning out, so I guess that's kind of like a worm, oh, right? Oh, that's I don't want to see that. Mad, are we done? Can I can I change the subject now? I would probably do an outro because oh. we're going to pull this and we're going to, uh, in the interest of being efficient, <laughs> we might have to peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I don't want to fall in a I fiscal think it hole. Was fine. Well, what, 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 I don't yeah. even know what the, uh, the, the, the outro the, the is. Outro. I love the worm. Basically, Thanks. can I just beseech you to go onto NZ on screen and watch watch the the, the, the the worm itself is fascinating. Watching what New Zealand political coverage used to be like, just these yep. old white guys in a room with a table much like this with a flat screen TV next to them. It was it was yeah, the, the background graphics was a TV, like an A V trolley's TV yeah. rolled in. And TVNZ at the time was making like a hundred million dollars a year, like just like without even trying, and they couldn't even like the set. Like you see the like, crazy AR like uh. Bloody, you know, you know the, the the presenters in Fallujah or something like it's so intense now. <laughs> and TVNZ is just like spewing. Like I think maybe they need to get back to the the sort of the the like the ultra juicy yeah. El cheapo days. And yeah. uh, anyway, it's a, it's a great watch. It's a great watch. Also, it basically sends you down a 2002 election rabbit hole. I watched a whole hour of Havoc and Newsboys. I got kind special. of a message every 10 minutes over the course of about another 12 hours from Duncan as he went on his journey through New Zealand on screens politics collection. Lots of lots of screen grabs of like Helen Kark <laughs> credits. Uh, you know, Barry Soper being mis- misidentified as an RNZ journalist and his kids sort of wandering through. It, honestly, TV. Great medium. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> Thanks for remembering with us. Uh, that, uh, that's, that's, our, uh, our, that's our Gumby tagline <laughs> that we have at the end. I couldn't remember how to end it. I was just <laughs> speaking and my pits are absolutely drenched. <laughs> Should we do that one with all of us together just in case you want to use that? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for, for remembering, remembering with us. Oh. That was some real Susie Cato that energy. That was so yeah. wholesome. Actually, can we speak to to some reality television? Speaking of Susie Cato, because yep. um, David called Nessa. <laughs> no, that will that would that would be a disaster. Uh, Susie Cato won a series of Dancing with the Stars, didn't she? Did she win it or I can't remember? But it was David Seymour's it was David Seymour's season, and I've asked everyone who's come through today. Um, well, everyone that I've managed to catch, if they do reality TV, hmm. um, the Real Pod is a reality TV. Recap podcast originally, so this is where this has come from. And um, I got some interesting results, I thought. Uh, Michael Wood mm-hmm. said, I wouldn't. I despised them with all of my oh. being. Oh. <laughs> Very <laughs> dull. <laughs> Very dull. Wow. What do you really think? Well, Mahesh, we know, is hugely enthusiastic about reality TV. He'd it, die for it. He'd die for it. He nearly did, and he would still yeah. do it again. This is the national party candidate for Auckland Central. Yeah, and he uh, he said he'd like to do the Amazing Race with his race buddy being either Richie McCaw or Glenn Osborne. You can find out more of that on an episode oh. of The Real Pod that you have got with 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 Mahesh about yes. that. Yeah, 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 about what we about his near death experience. Mm. Um, Chloe, uh, not at the moment. Never say never, though. Mm. Maybe after politics, yeah. which is very wise, That's I would yes. say. That's a yes. That's a yes. Um, she has been asked to go on Bake Off. And she's been asked to go on Celebrity Treasure Island, both of which she's turned down. Mm. Uh, she didn't say what she would do, but she might do something mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
Oscar, not a huge watcher. Wouldn't write it off. Maybe traitors? James Shaw, extremely unlikely. Better things to do with his time. But he did apply for the Amazing Race when he was in the UK. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You can't find me, that. I quit. <laughs> Brooke has also been asked to do uh, Celebrity Treasure Island, um, but she burns easily, so she doesn't really want to spend a lot of time in the sun. Uh, she says the commitment while she's in, the time commitment while active in politics mm. is just too much, but would consider doing an is-it-cake-type show. She's not sure that she can bake, but she fancies her ability to tell the difference between cake and not cake. How long were you talking to her for? That's a long a time. wholesome answer. <laughs> Erica Stanford used to produce reality television. She did, that's true. And yeah. her husband it was actually on Treasure Island. Season two? Season versus the first man. Yeah. They, they were in the final three together. Yeah. And she told him. Really Wait, so, so just to be clear, Clark Gayford and Erica Stanford's Husband, Kane Stanford, were on a reality TV show together. Treasure Island, but not only that. Was that that discussed? Was that a known fact? Uh, What what, do you mean? No, no, it was before. No, no, it was. This was before. This is in the before, before, before. This is like this is this is in like nineteen ninety eight. This is like the worm. It wasn't okay. So So put it this way: we were discussing. (laughs) We're discussing COVID. (laughs) That would be weird. (laughs) Gayford wasn't. It wasn't celebrity treasure island. He was just. All right. This was what part-time radio phenomenon began. Yeah. Yeah. But the the most incredible fact that Erica told us was that they made the final three, and someone had to get this footage, and they. They k- killed a pig by beating it to death with a shovel, <laughs> like Clark and Payne. <laughs> it's the most macabre, and they've got like video of... nasty I've ever. But this heard. is but this is final three, so it's not like they're needing to feed themselves for like weeks at a time. No, like they, this I is, think they just want, they just, just didn't like the that pig. They, they just the they saw a pig over there, and over there a shovel, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, <laughs> what I'm so bored. Got some time. Not going to gonna attack the shovel with the pig, so." No, old old versions of the show, they used to have the final two there for like three or four more days. So it, it, yeah, that, they can, would have been really... You can eat leaves for three days. <laughs> yeah, but no. why would you, you when you can kill to. a pig with a shovel? You know? It was a different time. It was a different era. So I like the way you described it, beating to death, like... Hitting a pig with a shot, you know, you well, really I, I think that was like, the, I think I'm pretty the sure. pig in this. Well, yeah, I did. But but I'm pretty sure that's how she described it. So it was it was the you could really see it when she was talking. Like it was it was the, the over the head over and over because a shovel is not that good. I wouldn't think as a for a pig. I think it would have quite a strong. Skull, um, maybe Lucy so, Kelly's listening. So you need, you do need to do a, a proper beating. The shovels could have quite a sharp edge, so I feel like why are they using the blunt side of the shovel? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I don't know if like now I'm in like terms they the should talk, have killed it better. Are you? Are you? Go, you're going to review this like Lisa Prego. <laughs> <laughs> We've really taken a turn here. Is that, yes, we have. Have, you, is that, have you gone through? Is that just about? Yeah. Uh, Erica would uh, see she's turned down Dancing with the Stars, but she would do it purely for the weight loss and fitness aspect. She'd also do a Reno show, but is worried it may cause tension in her marriage. David Seymour, who has very famously appeared on Dancing with the Stars, he wouldn't do it again. Dancing with the Stars was the right thing at the right time, and uh, it's the most respectable of reality shows. It's a kid's show. And then he mm. name-checked Susie Cato. Mm. There's all sort of evidence that Dancing with the Stars is essentially a kid's show. Hey, Ben Thomas. <laughs> 
He's lurking in the corner holding two cans of Mountain Dew. Double parked with Mountain Dew. The Mountain Dew. And I wasn't sure if that was a joke, like at my expense. No, 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 no. it's not a joke. Oh, <laughs> Matt, are you coming back though? You're not going away. I want to. I want to talk about the zodiacs with 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 with, with Matt. Can we put? We can put um, Matt on Samuel's mic, but she might just not be in. Frame. Well, she can share. She can share. No, she can, can, we can share. share mic. Can share. She can share. I mean, you are the spin-off editor. I could just go over there. Um, I want to know, Matt. Have you written your your? Because uh, we've done a lot of science on this podcast today, and have you done your zodiacs piece here? Uh, yes, this is unfortunately breaking news in that um, <laughs> as the editor I instead delegated and somebody else wrote it. Oh. So I have not written this. It has been written. I did not write it. Is that how did you just sort of say here? No, you need to be on mic now too, oh. Toby. <laughs> it's that. fine. Um, uh, who wrote it? Uh, Gabby, a lovely staff writer. And what's the gist? What's the skinny? Uh it's got real eleventh hour energy. This is what I thought this whole thing was going to be like. So I think it's, we've actually done very well to not bring this energy until the last second to last hour. Um, off the top of my head, I think there were some surprising uh, candidates for the different star signs. So both Chris, Chris Hipkins, Chris Bishop, born a day apart. Both Virgos, very wow. like you know, organised type A types. I'm a Pisces. Toby's a Pisces. Our candidate matches as Pisces are Judith Collins, oh, Nicola <laughs> Willis, oh, Louise Upston, yeah. and I just feel like they none of those three vibed like Pisces to me. And so, and actually looking at all of them, I was like. Maybe politicians just exist outside of astrology. Or wait I'm sure lots of people I've, do. I've, but I've, 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 got a, I've got another theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go with politicians exist outside of astrology. I like it. You have to give up your star sign when you enter, like, like some ceremony where you're wearing a hood and you have to agree to give up all of your attributes when you go into that, that big round building. I mean, we couldn't. We just we had to do it a weird backwards way of just individually Googling the lists of the parties and either Aquarius's Aquarians That's me. are like not good at politics, or there are just no politicians. Like like a zero Aquarius. We did not find any. Statistically, wow. that's someone impossible. get in touch if you're if you're a politician and you're an Aquarius, get in touch. Like, like what's MP. Aquarius? That's like like artistic and flighty and uh, yeah, sort of about that. Reading so, reading book, reading I some def- leather bound books, reading books. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah, not politicians. Reading, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I I haven't read a book since Twilight, and I'm an Aquarius. Well, once you've reached the top of the mountain, you don't want to come down. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, we are. Um, we have not told anybody how to vote. We have just simply suggested some um, handy hints for um, different star sign traits and also just let you know which people in Parliament, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, share your sign. And that's actually not up on the spin-off right now. <laughs> it's going up at 5am tomorrow morning. Set your alarms. <laughs> When, we, when Toby gonna... is signing off the <laughs> megapod. <laughs> are we going to get done by the disinformation project for this? <laughs> oh, we are so getting done. <laughs> Fact check. Star signs aren't real. <laughs> ben, are you excited to be on the real pod? This is the real pod. You're, in the, you're on I, the real pod. I am. Well, f- famously, I only started doing a politics podcast with a spinoff in order to get in on the real pod. 
Um, and it took years, years. But we we did have you in. You came yeah, in yeah. and recapped. It was, it was the Bachelorette or something. Was it 2020, the first year of... It took a pandemic. I think it was... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you didn't have anything to... No, you wouldn't. Not to get on the real pod. <laughs> you wouldn't release a virus into like, the... Right. <laughs> That's pretty... pretty. Oh. Um, have you guys talked about reality TV yet? We've only really talked about the, the you know, I asked all the uh, the politicians who came through today if they would and what they would oh, do. Oh, you know, I, I saw that. Uh, yeah, but that was very, I mean, but, but we can certainly talk about uh, the politicians who have appeared on reality TV. Yeah, like what, what, what are you, have you got any favourite appearances? Did you watch uh, the, the one with Paula Bennett? I didn't watch that. Rich Listers. Oh, did that actually air in the end? I don't did know. It, I think it did. I, I, re- I, I sort of read about it, but I didn't, I don't. <laughs> So some of these shows get a lot more sort of herald traction than than they do viewers. Like, like I think it was on like Bravo Two or something. Um, yeah, I, w- I would have thought I would have heard more about it because I think she would have been great TV talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, no, no way of finding know, out. That's right. It'll be lost forever. Nikki um, Kay, Nikki Kay was on. What was Nikki Kay on? So it's a show was... called Castaway or something. Right. But that was that was when she was very young. Civilian. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm really curious about people who choose to go on either during their time in politics or after. Rod- Rodney Hyde try- went on Neighbours at War to try and facilitate between two warring Epsom residents, I oh, think. Oh, wow. He, he and failed right. completely. <laughs> <laughs> and then later resigned show. from politics in disgrace. <laughs> uh, it's going great that's now, It's a short potted history of Rodney Hyde's uh, time. <laughs> he time was on Dancing with the Stars. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, but he was, he was disgrace, disgrace before that, there yeah. too. Like, he, he dropped to well, Dancing. No, Dancing with, I mean, Dancing with the Stars, it used to be that act leaders had to write books. This was the Roger Douglas legacy. but the And, and Seymour tried that in 2017. I've read that. But... You know, <laughs> dancing, dancing with the stars is the real juice uh, for for minor party leaders uh, mounting a comeback. Um, two two act leaders have appeared on Dancing with the Stars, and two act leaders have have greatly incre- have increased their votes by almost you know a f- tenfold the next election. Interesting fact about David Seymour's appearance on Dancing with the Stars is he actually made it further than any other politician who's appeared on the show. So you've got uh, Christine Rankin, Marima Fox, uh, Georgina Byer. Pam Corkery, Rodney Hyde, David Seymour got fourth, I think, in his season. The headline of one of the pieces I read that talked about this said, David Seymour finally uh, evicted from Dancing with the the Stars. Because he got the lowest on the school board. He was lowest on the school board for every week that he was on that show. I'm pretty sure that we did a story about him getting more text votes than he got... um, (laughs) Votes yeah, in the, the, the previous the, election the previous in 2017. Election. Yeah. There was some sort of 13, social media. nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that year when he got more <laughs> votes in Ipsum than he did the yeah. party got nationwide. And was, yeah. was that when you were working That was the, the campaign, campaign I was advising on. <laughs> <laughs> in my defence, I later did say that you should definitely go on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> But aside from that, I mean, Dancing with the Stars is definitely the safe one that they'll go on because they're less, much less likely to... Have to club a pig to death. Have, a, have to club a pig to death. <laughs> I don't think they had to. They just wanted to. With Clark Gayford. I don't... Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I remember... Because I remember... Because Kane was the student president when I was right. at uni and he came back... He he came back a shadow of himself. 
Was that before uh, or after he had the half beard, the famous half beard? Uh, I think it was before before the half beard. You know, like David Cunliffe's beard last night, similar. And no, it was sort of it was cut down the middle oh, rather oh. than the height, yeah. sort of. Yeah, there was actually a. a it was race. an asymmetrical beard. Yeah, oh. yeah, just one side. I think it might have been dyed blue as well. But it actually has made a comeback. The half beard. I saw a pole vaulter at the World Athletics Champs had a. It was quite a light half beard compared to Kane's, but it was still a, a pure asymmetrical half beard. So something to look out for, trend watch. <laughs> do you think that was something to do with the pole voting technique? That, 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 was, the, that was the beginning of reality TV, right, around that time because another guy that we knew um, went on a show called oh shit, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like it was it was a six episode sort of proto reality series of like young people's lives. And, is it flatmates? No, it wasn't. It was after Flatmates, but it was... I, was I can't it the one where you, where you got the internet and you had to, like, live on the internet? What was that one called? No, it was... It, it basically followed sort of six storylines, and one of our mates was, was on it, and he was going out with this, like, bikini model <laughs> at the time... And it, it was it was when we we first became disabused of the sort of truth telling power of TV, <laughs> because you know I I was like wow that was a really awkward breakup scene with you know your girlfriend you know on TV that I saw last night. And he's like, yeah, like we broke up over the phone, but then they insisted on shooting it. <laughs> so we had to kind of, you know, all these things that are now sort of commonplace. Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was quite a revelation. Oh, it was early 20, 20, years old, 20 year olds or whatever. Great times. Jane, you've been on reality TV. Mm, but uh, I'm not a politician. Are you, are you thinking of going into politics? No, but I'm an Aquarius, so I'm not. I'm a, that would be amazing to be the first in New Zealand history, seemingly. I said way too many damn things to ever go into <laughs> That's true. Your archive. Really, You'd have to scrub the archive. I'd have to scrub. So I'd have to like get hold of the Wayback machine and and just unplug it. Like it's yeah. No, I can't. I couldn't even if I wanted to. Could you be a politician, Duncan? No. I've got. I got. I got yeah. photos. <laughs> would you? Would you be a politician? If he did, Jane would be a wealthy woman. I think is what she's saying. <laughs> Only if he was successful in politics. <laughs> how much does it pay? Pretty good. If, what you, you, if you get in? Yeah. How yeah. Much Even a, a work at work at work at a MP gets hundred and forty. Hundred and hundred eighty. Hundred eighty. Is, is that so, much now? Yeah. 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 And, and perks, They're right? not falling behind inflation. Yeah. I think. I think. That, I think. One hundred and eighty includes the. Um, um, they get bulk funded for some of their expenses, like travel. And so they get a kind of a weird that. Kiwi saver. They've got a special superannuation. Yeah, I don't think right. it's included in that. They're very generous. They, really generous. They're very generous, but not as generous as it used to be. Yeah. Um, it used to be like wild, kind of like judges still have now, but... And they and they have... You can't talk about that. That's <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, no, Andrew Vance has been doing some great... Great, but great things with the, the establishment is just stonewalling. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I used to work in the Attorney General's office and they still, you know, they were super secret of the judges. Like I, I heard a rumour that, you know, when you became a judge, you got two free pairs of glasses. <laughs> And it's like, and it's like, surely you, surely you weren't going through your legal career unable to see until you were lucky Justice enough to be appointed a high court judge. And you're like, everything's turning around now. I don't know if that's true, but that's that's what I heard when I was when I was in the establishment, right? And that's going out live, so you know they, they can't do anything about it. It's too late now. Yeah, you can't, you can't injunct that, judges. <laughs> Do you have any memories, Ben, of the worm? We were talking about the worm before. Is that a, something that entered your consciousness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> because which worm was your favourite? 
I mean, in, in, in hindsight, very vulgar, you know, because all these headlines like Peter Dunn, the man who tamed the worm <laughs> and, you know, um, the worm master Peter Dunn. Um, I, I mean, I, my, okay, so my vague recollection is they had the worm before 2002, but they didn't show it until after the debate. Uh, they, okay. they, 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 the audience would be diddling oh, away. That's and then afterwards they'd say who won, you know, who oh, did our audience think. Yeah, right. And in 2002 was the first time this thing is just like there <laughs> underneath everything, you know. Um, and, and as soon as, yeah, like, you know, you, like you said, you know, anything that was good, so, you know, anything that was, had a positive connotation, you know, the worm would soar. Anything that was slightly, you know, even if you said the word "but," you know, <laughs> you know, and it was amazing that Leila Lila Hare says she, she's talking, she's doing really well, and then she says, "If the wealthiest paid a little more," and the worm just went, it just cleft. <laughs> it was it was chilling. There are a lot of little worm pictures in the live chat, by the way. Lots of little worms, and I have to say that this particular one, like the main emoji worm, is the same one that I use, and um, when I'm I'm texting the father of my children when we have a worm issue with the children. <laughs> and so when you start talking about about uh, Peter Dunn being the master of the worm, I really need to separate. There are worse the conversations. Worm. <laughs> but the, the thing is, it was it, better. Um, because of his worm mastery, pri- prior to that, United United Future, which is pa- was his party, had been a bunch of very centrist Labour and centrist National MPs in 1996 who broke off to create, you know, to rebel in the the most centrist way possible uh, for the for MMP. They were like, we're going to have a, a party that is dead down the middle. Pauline, Nothing Pauline Gardner was one, yeah? Pauline Gardner, there were a few others, yeah. but Clive Matthewson maybe, mm. I think? I maybe? Well. I don't know. But the, in the 2002 election, they had these. They joined up with these Christians, right? Yeah, every, every election they would have, and, and, ah. and subsequent to that, every election they would really struggle to get 500 party members. Right, and so Peter Dunn would join with, I think, first it was the Outdoor Recreation Party, then it was something called the Migrant and Ethnic Affairs, Ethnic People's Party, and then in 2002, it was this weird Christian outfit who had, I think, um, they they had dis- disengaged. They'd previously been part of one of the other Christian outfits and Christian Democrats, D- Christian Democrats, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they were called Future New Zealand, which is why it was United uh, Future, right? right yeah. And and so the party list, there was Peter Dunn was just by himself, and and he was perfectly co- comfortable with this. He was like, yeah, all these all these wacko Christian nut jobs are just going to like sign up, <laughs> sign up as members to my party. I'll register so that when I get re-elected in Ohario, I get a leader's budget and I get to go on the TV debates instead of just being an independent, you know, on the normal salary. And then suddenly he's got all these people with him. <laughs> he's got like, he's got Gordon Copeland, who was this this guy who'd published a brilliant memoir slash autobiography prior to entering Parliament called Faith Works, which described how on his honeymoon he and his wife went around healing people around England by laying hands on them. Um, there, there's a <laughs> He described being attacked by a demon <laughs> next near a swimming pool at a Thailand hotel. <laughs> I was mean, recounting this to one MP, and and he said, "I think I think I remember that demon when I was in Thailand." <laughs> what? Man, that, that's real kind of you know, like we we need some of that back in Parliament. The, <laughs> one of the MPs had to resign before becoming. One of them wasn't a New Zealand citizen. It turned out, oh, so yeah. they had to resign, and then another one of them. 
I think it was Dr. Bernie Ogilvy. His 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 degree was from an online university, and this was two thousand and two, right? So nobody nobody suspected a thing. They were like, well, if it's got a web page, it must be a real university, right? But it was like some doctor of theology from like a web page, and yeah, just a uh, you know. Were any of them Aquarians? Sounds like they all were. It does sound like they were. I think they. I think they would have. I think they would have burned anyone who who read horoscopes <laughs> as heretics. Oh, a little, a little moment of silence there, Toby. That's Do you know that much about every? <laughs> uh, no, the the I, I used to write a column in the NBR with a guy called David Young, very 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 good columnist back in the day. Now doing big things internationally, but um, he he was the one who had discovered that book, <laughs> the, 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 the memoir, <laughs> the Parliamentary Library, and uh, so I think we popularized it. And for a while, the quotes would sort of follow uh, Gordon everywhere. Um, but yeah. There's a funny question for you to put to to Ben because I feel like saying that to you all the time. I'm just gonna. Like, I don't know if you've got any self. But I've got, how I've much got like, like you know about. I've just got a very glib shit. surface level knowledge of a, of a lot of stuff. But I mean that was very deep. Was so very he was deep. quoting from a United Future self published great great impression on me. <laughs> and especially I think the bit where Toby and I like I quickly googled the name of the um, the Christian Democrat Party. Toby said the Christian Democrats. Thinking that you'd forgotten, or you couldn't quite recall the name of the party, and of course you were like, no, no, it's, yes, you know. I can't remember what they were. I think they might have been the Christian Democrats before they were future New Zealand, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you knew. Maybe. You knew. Maybe. No, there, I mean, definitely no. It's, 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 like, it's like all the anti-vax parties now. There was a lot of movement and sort of recombination <laughs> back then. Okay, speaking of which, so traitors. Yeah, okay. Have we talked about traitors? <laughs> we haven't. Oh, I feel safe. Traitors. 60 act list MPs go to a deserted manor. Five of them are anti-Semitic, anti-vaxxers. <laughs> and, and, and the faithful have to discover who they are before the 14th. Can we rush release this? Ahead? That is an excellent idea. That is outstanding. All right. Thank you all so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel as though I've sort of slightly zoned out, you know, in this fantastic hour. Um, but it's been an enormous amount of fun. <laughs> we've got one to go. No, it's been a lot of fun and it's been um, cool and it's just perfect. Penultimate before we attempt the the final the final furlong. I can sort of I can see a small light at the end of the tunnel. It might be the end. It might be death. <laughs> <laughs> a real HR know. issue there. <laughs> Can you see the great, the great uh, shovel of coming down from the sky? <laughs> <laughs> right behind you. <laughs> um, and so we're going to do the last hour of GBL uh, original. Mad Chapman, Jane Yee, Duncan Grieve, lovely people. Thank you so much for joining us on this. We're going to go out uh, before we set off the last hour. If you have it, Sam, with. A reminder of some of the most joyous moments of the last election night, specifically um, as delivered by Patrick Gower in the News Hub studio. This is a supercut of election 2020. Mojo, mojo. So much mojo. Thanks for listening. There's plenty more where this came from on your Gone By Lunchtime feed. Thanks to Jane, Te Ahe and Samuel. 
and the rest of the team at the spin-off for making the Megapod happen. Kia ora e te iwi, Kiaihe Butler here, podcast manager at the spin-off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.